0: It's Friday, April 30th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 568 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 47 minutes. You know, the game very much reminds me if Charles Dickens were to have all of his stuff rewritten by H.P. Lovecraft. Right.
1: Yeah, you know, it is. It's,
0: that's fair. it's a lot like that. And yeah, that's kind of how the game looks to me. Right. So, and I know it does draw from other sources. Oh like, God, that
2: is, a, that is a brilliant elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. It's a brilliant elevator pitch.
0: Well, and it's because it's based on a somewhat lesser known genre called Fallen London, which it got its name from, from a game. A game. Yeah. And it's basically about what would happen if London was like the last refuge of humanity and it's kind of in decay It's about there's all in
1: london is about what if queen victoria made a deal with satan and sold the city of london and part of the deal was that london gets uprooted from the earth by
0: a bevy of bats and transported to hell yeah well it's (laughs) yeah so the fall of london idea is it's typically set in victorian or victorian ish england and obviously in london hence the name Or the city implies London, even if it isn't actually London, the same way all superhero movies occur in New York, whether it's New York or not. There's magic and darkness and twisted stuff and all, you know, Mm -hmm. bad stuff going on. So when we were looking at this, it's based loosely on the video game series Dishonored. Mm -hmm. I hadn't played Dishonored. So there were some things or some presuppositions I didn't have in place, much like coming to Dresden game. I had never read a Dresden novel. I had no idea what Dresden was. In fact, the first time somebody asked me if I was reading those Dresden books, like World War II, bingo. I assume they're historical fiction about people that lived in Dresden during World War II, and
2: it's a family of fire elementals. They that- <laughs> uh, they were they were sort of fringe devotees to Thule. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 very fun though. It's kind of a rom com thing. But- <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's kind of a rom com. I'm down. <laughs> okay, so, so the the point being though mm-hmm. that. Walking into this, like Dresden, I Mm. didn't have a good context on what the game was. So I'm like, okay, what's a character who kind of fits this? I just started thinking about Victorian-style horror. And I'm like, you know, what if I was to permutate something that I am familiar with? And so I took a character from a horror game, and I readapted him and reworked him, but decided to keep some of his trappings, presentation, Mm -hmm. mannerisms and transplant him into Blades in the Dark. And for anyone who's not familiar with either IP, and I'll link a video in the show notes that you can use to get sort of a gist of this, fair warning, the language in there I believe is safe for work, but the imagery is not. It's very graphically violent. Uh, But it's the character is a guy by the name of Traeger, who's a character in the video game Outlast. And Outlast is a first-person survival horror where you play a guy who's trying to figure out what's going on at this insane asylum. It's like gone off the grid. And it it turns out it's like way beyond what you're, you you know, it's a horror video Mm -hmm. game. Of course it's going to be really bad.
2: Bevy of bats flew (laughs) to hell.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, that's not what happened. But one of the things is they keep implying there is this unknown greater power throughout the game. And in there, they refer to it by the name, the wall rider, which is actually, I know that sounds kind of funny to us in English, but with the wall rider actually is a real historical cuckoo, cuckoo. thing. Yeah. I well, it's it's a reference to a powerful spirit, okay? Yeah. And they picked it up, I don't remember in game how they came up with the wall rider, but they swear there is some kind of dark power that's in the asylum with them, and they call it the wall rider. And so I said not wall rider like rides along the walls. It's it's a it's not English. There's a guy in there who was an executive from the company that got this really messed up experiment going that led to all of this falling apart. But he himself gets driven nuts by what he sees happen. And instead of sticking with his side, basically becomes part of the asylum because he is completely out of his gourd. He's intelligent and sane enough that before he completely loses it, he creates a structured religion and systematic theology and all of this stuff surrounding the wall rider and is trying to convince the person that you play that the reason you don't understand it is because basically you don't get the divine and demonic aspects of what's occurring in this place. Mm. That you don't understand the faith and belief that go into what's occurring. So I'm like, cool, I can play something loosely based on this. I realize it's not mm-hmm. going to be one for one because – Outlast takes place more or less in the modern age, so it's got to go back some. But, you know, a crazy surgeon who used to be very intelligent, but somewhere along the line went nuts. So, sure, I'll play a guy who used to be a ship surgeon on one of these whaling ships that feed the city, except they're not killing whales. What they're killing is like manifest demons, and the city's eating demon meat. And so the idea that he either saw or ate something while he was out there that he wasn't supposed to – and it broke his brain, Mm -hmm. is wholly plausible. So they bring the ship surgeon back, dump him in a mental ward. They eventually realize that he is intelligent enough to be useful to them. And so they let him keep sitting in the doctor's offices and reading their textbooks and helping with medical procedures, even though he's one of the inmates. And eventually they realize that, wait a minute, we've got a guy who's a skilled doctor, and by virtue of being a skilled doctor is a skilled killer, And also by virtue of what he's seen out there in Blades in the Dark's term, he's what's called a whisper. He can see and talk to ghosts and spirits Mm -hmm. and such. And so he's a valuable asset. So they start renting him out, which is, of course, profoundly immoral and unethical. And this guy should not be out of those walls. Mm -hmm. But truth be told, probably the rest of the group should be in there with him.
2: I take umbrage with that. My character's perfectly sane. Okay, well, you should definitely be in a jail. Well, <laughs> and I, I didn't yeah. say I wasn't a criminal, but my character's perfectly sane. Mm-hmm. But here, okay, so here's the thing. So the way I
0: pictured this character, right, was that he was going to have this structured religion. And part of what's going on in the asylum is because of the fact that the people running it, while they are quote-unquote sane, are into some even darker stuff than he is, they really are up to something they shouldn't be in there. Like, there really is something bad metaphysical going on in there that he has become sort of their proselytizer for. He has become the guy who they send out to perform ministrations and things like that because while he's crazy, he's not anything that the world's going to come after. Because, like, if he had a ghost possessing him or something, he'd get a completely different reception from the world. And so he has to be something presentable in public. So his cover is that he's basically a rent-for-hire mob doctor, but he can also see spirits and stuff. And what he's trying to run on the side is start this cult and get this cult going, which is already occurring in the asylum, Mm -hmm. and basically get a seed of this cult going outside of the asylum. Okay, so up to this point, Mm -hmm. we're fine. Until we actually went to execute that in the rules, and so I'm like, okay... I cheers the template for a cult. How big of a project clock before I can start right. it? <laughs> Basically. And so, you're not supposed to. Okay. So I'll yeah. Chad explain. So, you're not supposed to do yeah, this. I mean,
1: in blades, there's like your character and your projects and your whatever and all that's fine. It's all self-contained. And then as a whole, the group, and we have not done this, which is bad. The group creates a separate character. Yeah. The character is the crew. The crew it has its own character sheet, it has its own stats, it has its own experience, it has its own progression within it, and it is the character that the, and all the, the guys at the table own. And it is, the personification is their crew. You can play different kinds of crews. You can play thieves, you can play smugglers, you can play assassins, you can play, one of them is a cult that Dan is talking about. Yeah. But the thing is... Everyone is that thing. If we play assassins, if everyone picks the crew of assassins, everybody is
0: an assassin.
2: That's what we do. That's what our, that's your that's job. What our group yeah. is
0: if, known for. And right. if I had a separate they're, crew worksheet, there'd be two issues, as right. I understand it, which I did not understand yeah. at the time I was envisioning this. You're playing a different game. But what? Okay, one <laughs> is I'm... I, I Well, that's you're, one of the two, well, two problems. Game, yeah. Problem A is either... I become a more a part of the cult than a part of what you guys are doing and thus end up effectively the fact that I am on loan goes from being a character trait to being a mechanic. And then secondly, the other option is, well, if I am part of your crew but also have the cult through the template, I would now be drawing bonuses from on a double dip that nobody else would be getting
2: right because you would be getting all of the assassin bonuses and all of the cult right bonus. so
0: if my cult is out there and they go up and they build a gateway to hell or whatever they do right i don't know mm. what because i was looking I, at the i believe match.
2: it's just a goatsey. it's just a, <laughs> it's a yeah you got to. oh it's a, yeah you just have to
0: spread a butt yeah. cheek and then walk mm-hmm. through
2: yeah but they uh this <laughs> makes me think a porky pig but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: huh.
2: but
0: continue the, <laughs> the template itself starts to provide bonuses Mm -hmm. that I would either have to say occur only within the terms of the cult. Well, and you would never be able to advance your cult crew. Right.
1: Because you would
0: get a fraction of the money, reputation, blah, blah, blah. Unless we have them doing their own thing, in which case now we're back to there's two games running.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I think in comparison to a game that you've played more of, compare it to a Battletech Mercenary Corps. You've got your players are the key members of the group that are the mercenary core, but eventually you can start hiring on more people and they are a subgroup that you send off to do something. That is the, well, I think it'd be crews you can bring in. Yeah. What you're describing would be like, you're part of this mercenary core and you've got another mercenary core over there with another. I was going to say,
0: this would be more like mercenary subcontracting. The whole group is playing a mercenary core, But I am from a different mercenary core, which even if it's working with yours, I also own and run and has its own budget and its own. And these were not at truths that I appreciated coming in. I didn't fully grasp them. And so when we get done with the game, and it's like, well, let's start figuring out our project clocks. I'm like, well, I've got the page. You know, what do I need to start filling in a cult? And Chad's like, no, you can't (laughs) do that. And I'm like, well.
3: There are so few times that I can point to out of my... All of the times I've gamed with Chad, though I've heard him just say, no, that's not going to work. Yeah, This is one of those few that he, he had to just come out and say, I'm sorry, there, this is a mechanic in the game that
0: that's mm-hmm. not fitting. Yeah, me. so how, let's negotiate that one out, right? Because I don't think, unlike the issue I hit up against in the Dresden character, mm-hmm. where on that one I do assign more firm fault because I was sitting at a room full of people begging for help. To rec- I helped you. No, I know. And, or you two. Now, Broder wasn't present. So Broder was off the hook. Because he didn't show up. You were the only... <laughs> I know. It's, it's a tradition. Sa- sadly, you beat me to the joke. <laughs> but you two were the only two in that whole room that would actually put down their phones and stop talking about whatever nonsense and actually help me create a character. Mm -hmm. Which is why the only thing in the world my character was linked to was Chad, your character. Because nobody else... would. So I do assign a little blame there. Not that you're salty. No, not that I'm salty. (laughs) But on on the Blades one, one, I don't assign blame. And two... This is so early on, right. and I think I'm at least close enough to the ballpark that I think it can still be reconciled. Yeah. I don't think we have to...
3: You're actually budding up into more of rules issues to do what you want to mm-hmm. do than setting issues, to yeah. be honest. I
1: mean, the, the problem is that the shot you're trying to take here, conceptually, is too big. You look at the cult crew sheet, you're like, wow, this is really cool. I want this, I want that, I want that. You're like, kid and candy store, because it's cool. It's awesome. It plugs right into your character. And the problem is, we can only have one crew sheet, and even like stretching the rules and stuff, it just becomes way too much of a mess. I mean, you have to rewrite the entire rules if everyone was their own crew. But the problem is, even if I were to say, okay, Dan, we're going to do this, this cult crew sheet, suddenly... Every other player
0: at the table now has to be part of the cult. Right. Whether they want to or not. Which yeah, and, which may end up happening because one well, of the things Eric pitched was he's like, why don't we use the cult so, and use it as basically a as a laundering thing for our, our so crew. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll take that one over there because that one right. wasn't me. Well,
1: no, no, I I don't want you guys to play a cult. And right. it has nothing to do with your character, it has nothing to do with Eric, it has nothing to do with actually any human being at the table.
0: Yeah.
2: My it's if I can. Go go for it. Because it's well, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, it's, I can't
0: do You it. don't want a it's, cult in this game for the same reason I don't want monks in my DD games. Exactly. You, you just don't like how they feel. It works, it fits, it's in the rules.
1: People play it. People have fun. Not, I see what they have fun. It's not what you want. Because to me, when a group any group starts playing the cult, yes they stop playing Blades in the dark and they start playing Call of Cthulhu. To me, Blades in the Dark is about Daring scoundrels doing daring things, punching the guys in the robes and stuff, trying to summon Cthulhu or whatever, steal their. (laughs) And again, it's like you said, it's just me, so I don't actually have a problem with Dan's character being in a cult, developing
0: a cult, having cult followers, all that sort of stuff. Right. I don't want the crew to be a cult. So okay, so if I break this down, right, so I I realized there were basically three issues I was having. Issue one we've talked about, which is the group. or, did, or the character did not fit the group, rather. Which, we'll put that, we'll chalk that up to a lack of session zero. Technically, we, no character fit the group because there was... No right, right, exactly. Group and we party. don't have a crew sheet and blah, right. blah, blah. Yeah. But we had said from the outset that this was a trial thing. We were going to run one to two sessions yeah. as a prologue. And if this has yeah. legs, then we advanced the clock a little bit. And we pick up the cruise sheet. We well, pick we're going to do the cruise template. sheet on Thursday. Okay, so we should have yeah. a group template while we're at it because that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to do. Oh, a... okay.
1: Were you not reading the?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. So okay, no, you, you, that's a great plan we've got. Thank you. Okay, so so <laughs> and I'll have to make sure we don't show up. That's that, that's part of the plan. That's typical. So that's <laughs> not that's not a that's not gonna shock anyone. All right. So part one <laughs> of my character not quite fitting in is resolvable and on its way to being resolved. Absolutely. Okay, so Mm -hmm. there are two other things that I'm looking to get reconciled that I believe can still be reconciled within the context of the game. So the first one we'll talk about is mechanical or at least hard in-character benefits or resources. For example, if I look at the cult template, there are facilities they have that benefit certain things a whisper does. Now well, some other gangs have them. Some there's some over I did yeah. look they're all the same, they just have different names, different traffic. Right, right. And but even if I wanted a specific something that's not there, let's just say for a moment that I found there's a specific facility that I want that is not present in any of those sheets which was part of the Mm -hmm. sticker shock. And I, even as we were talking about it in the post-game of the Mm -hmm. AP, I was looking at the other sheets and realizing, okay, some of this was, I had lost important details in skimming the forest. Mm -hmm. But let's say, just for the sake of argument, we found such a resource. Mm -hmm. Would you allow me to develop that individual resource along as a project clock? So let's say, for example, there's a room of, Horrific medical experimentation that is only on the cult sheet. I'm just making this up. Sure. That gives me one die to any healing that re- that also utilizes an occult power. And that's not in the other gang sheets. Let's I mean, just pretend.
1: Do you want that as part of the crew or as part
0: of just your character? Yes, let's say it's part of my character. Sure. So you'd allow me to start a yes. flock. Okay. So, I don't even allow you. I mean, that's your project. That's what you want to work on. So what I could do is break the sheet down into very, very discrete parts and find the ones that like, you know, that I think, okay, this is one that I really need that I can't get somewhere else. or really want that. I can't get somewhere else. So forget the cult as a whole. Can I just project clock building this one facility or finding this one set of people or something like that? So you want a
1: facility, you want this, you want that. That's cool. I will say that what stuck with me is where I want, this group of people we'll come back to that that's my that's my second point yeah
0: because that's that's already you can take care of that within the crew so let's let's come back to the i want my group of people yeah there's that that's the other one let's let's just deal with just the mechanical resources not the narrative resources you want an infirmary you want a cult sex dungeon sure (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> so i mean it, it, yeah and if therein lies the answer then it's that yeah. you know maybe that this issue's already resolved it's just yeah. hey, don't I request it do request... you want a
1: cult sex dungeon
2: mike well i i guess can i leave the cult part out no 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 nope. oh, that, that's I'll a pass
0: that
3: okay
2: can i have Understandable. an occult sex dungeon like filled with like super goth people and like suicide girls everywhere and
0: nope that is an absolute heresy under our religion and i will come shut it down
2: Okay, then I'm gonna have to find a different crew. <laughs> because I'm really married to the sex dungeon idea with the suicide girls. Well, there's a crew in this world
3: because he set this in the previous game that would be completely cool with that. Right. Okay, so,
2: great. I'm also so in I'm the pre- Well, but look you the,
3: have to start cleaning up the town, like maybe sweep some stuff up and put in some new lights and make everything better for everyone. Okay. Look at it
1: this way, Dan. In this previous game that we played, mm-hmm. There is no whorehouse on the cruise sheet. Right. Maybe there should be, but there's no whorehouse on the cruise sheet. Right. First of all, we would call it a brothel because Bro- we're not. <laughs> I don't know, I Wayne, what did your character call it when you made the project to create a brothel with characters in it? I did call it brothel. Yeah. The
2: the pie piece was just was just an <laughs> an anus. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you well, just had him
0: colouring in goats. <laughs> <eight>. <laughs> just
2: one dark cavernous center. So a little history on
3: that, Mm -hmm. my character was a whisper, and she was friends with a lot of the Mm streetwalkers, and saw the horrible things that were happening to them, and she wanted to give them a safe place where they could ply their business without being beaten up and robbed. And that was why she did the project to put this business together. It was to protect her friends on the street and give them nice rooms and clean Mm -hmm. beds and security to do their work and dawn
1: wanted a bar yeah and she that was the bar across the street and that was the very mean angry woman who was flicking off another character in the game her project was to create her own bar which was a business. We rolled on it to see if it made money or if the business got like damaged and you yeah. know, you had to do a project to repair it. You know, that was why the glass was broken out. Somebody got thrown through the window in a bar fight. She probably threw them through it within the crew sheet. Now, this is coming on to your other point too. Within the crew sheet, you can get a cohort and a cohort is like a mini gang. It's not just, oh, well, here's five doofuses that we send out to do our, our light work. It can be that, but it's also, you know, hey, you want extra muscle, you, you want some runners, you want it's NPCs that I don't have anything to do with, it's NPCs that you guys have anything to do with. And so she has a crew of Skovlandian whalers. That was one of them you saw as the guy with the missing teeth. And is so is the cohort specific to the group mm. or, or specific to each character? So here's how I run the game, right? Okay, so in the game. The cohort, so you have a character sheet that is the crew. This is a character. It gets experience. It progresses. Yes. You get stuff. One of the things as it progresses that it gets can be, if so chosen, is cohorts and multiple cohorts. And you can put points in them and make them better and more effective. And they do different things. The game is, it's the crew's people. Right. It's the crew's people. The way I run the game is that one person goes to the crew and out of character and yeah. says, okay, guys, I really want this, this cohort. I I want some dudes with me. And this is why I'm thinking everyone's like, I, I don't care. Cause I want to deal with it. That's, that sounds like paperwork. I want to deal with it, which is what happened in the last game, which is how Dawn got her
0: own cohort that she made Sims characters of. And she made backgrounds and so all this. So if the stuff. group allowed it, We could have, let's say, an assassin crew. I don't know what we're going to be, but let's just say. Probably not assassin, but yeah. Let's just pretend the template we pick is assassins. Sure. Okay. So let's just pretend that. Mm -hmm. So our crew is under the assassin template, which if we're not familiar with Blades in the Dark, that, as we described before, has its own character sheet. would have certain attributes, traits, Mm -hmm. and there's a map of the layer, and you Mm -hmm. start building rooms onto it. And all this is really crazy cool stuff. If the rest of the group signed off on it, could I start assembling cultist cohorts? absolutely because and the reason why is because i'd have to check the rules because there is actually a distinction between their cohorts and everyone else's they they have slightly different abilities or something to that effect yeah so here's the
1: thing is the way i tend to run games and the way i very specifically runs blades in the dark is your character sheet i don't care yeah i don't care what is on your character sheet i don't look at it i don't check it you want to fill in every single dot and cheat i don't care that's not my problem I don't give you experience. You guys have a discussion where you decide if if I get that. We did this in the last game in the AP. Right. The crew sheet is no different. I don't care. And I don't mean to sound bavada, but what I mean, I mean that in an empowering way.
3: Dan had a great point. He says he wants to bring that to the rest of the group and ask them, is it okay if they sign off? I already said on the uh, when we Mm -hmm. played, I'm perfectly cool with that. I have no interest in cohorts for my character. So. By all means, because as he's pointing out, it is a crew resource Mm -hmm. that then everyone needs to kind of agree. Okay, this crew resource is yours to move and do as you see fit. I'm perfectly cool with that because I think that's the perfect way to do the cult in this system for him.
1: And you name them, you define them, you tell me what they're like, who their personalities are, that sort of thing. If you're like me or Don,
3: you give Chad a two to three page write up that he'll never fully read. (laughs)
0: that's why i wouldn't give chad a two or three page write-up i would give chad about a couple of sentences now and then i would have my own worksheets that have detailed information i I
1: don't want to say i i did not read every single line on either of these guys write up i mean because it was like a novella and
3: fairness from the player standpoint i didn't do what we've always talked about of dumping the stuff on chad and expecting him to make it work in his game you
0: guys wrote for you
3: yeah what i did was i thought out how all of this is going to work And I gave it to him, so if he wanted to reference any of it, if he wanted to bring Mm -hmm. it in, in, he could. But that's how I worked it all out in my mind. And I was just sharing that information with him versus saying, I want this in the game now. Right. And I want to see that because
1: I skim it, and I pick out cool stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty neat. I want to see this guy. I want to see... We had an entire couple of sessions in Wayne's character's cat house. Yeah. And so that meant I had to skim all the characters and stuff, including the cat that was in there. Yeah. yeah. And I incorporated. And I'm not talking game. a cat person,
3: Broderick. There was an kitty,
1: actual. Kitty. No, house no I, house was serve. Think,
2: I was thinking yeah. about your, your most profitable asset. No, I, I got no, it. No, the I got, name I got. of the place was
3: the golden cat. <laughs> yeah. And the cat mostly was in the basement. Is, that a, is, this, like a, is this a play thing? No. I mean. <laughs> It depends on how much money you got. <laughs> it honestly started because Dawn's business was the golden cock. And so we decided all of our businesses were going to start with golden. Yep. But I yeah, know the cat had a job. The cat's job is to eat the mice in the basement. Right. As long as you eat the mice in the basement, we're fine with you being in the building. Yeah. We had another character make an apothecary
1: shop that was a business. Yeah. And it was also part of their lab as well. They were a leech. And so they had access to leeches. Have you know resources
0: and stuff? And by to post- explain, anyone's listening, a leech. We're not talking about the animal. A <laughs> leech is a. It's sort of an alchemist, chemist. Yeah, sort it of. It
1: could be a tinker, a bomb maker, a doctor, poisoner. Yeah, alchemist. Yeah, post- yeah, it
0: really covers a
3: broad
1: variety.
0: They call them a leech because of the ubiquity of leeches in medical and biological sciences of the day. Not because they are literally—they're not like vampires, right? Or something. And we can't
2: get our hands on gummy bears, and so there we go. You eat leeches, right? I mean, I mean we, we eat eel sandwiches, wriggling eel <laughs> yeah. sandwiches. I can't imagine. Uh, we do not I, eat
1: eel sandwiches. I said it was a live lamprey sandwich. Okay. Well,
2: I'm. Tr- my point <laughs> is, is that we would also eat, fucking eel, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I mean eat. What did I say? I said, Eel. I mean, we would eat leeches.
1: So, yes, the answer to your question, ultimately, after all of this run around and foreplay and jerking off, is absolutely yes. It has nothing to do with me. Right. You have to convince these guys, which is not going to be hard to do because they sound like they're all on board anyway. As a concerned observer, Mm -hmm. I will point out that maybe there are a couple of things you guys want to buy on the crew sheet first that will help you in the long run and then do your cohorts and crews and stuff. And if you don't feel that those are coming fast enough, because, I mean, you're very invested in this concept, let me know on the side and I will start handing out the stuff you guys need to boost that
3: up and to get that stuff. Well, and one big difference here compared to the first game, You've already described this, and we've talked about it, so everyone knows that, well, this is a group resource on paper that's going to be Dan's resource to talk around. That didn't really come out as clearly in the first game, Mm -hmm. and I know we had one player who tended to be a very control person (sighs) that wasn't happy when this group resource, he was told no. Right. Because Dawn
1: and her character, they developed the cohort. They... Wanted it. They convinced everyone to let them have it. Everybody was behind it. They did the write ups, the descriptions, everything for that. I mean, like I said, they it, Wayne and Don handed me novellas. Right, right. Right. As is their want. And this other person we will call him <laughs> hat. Uh, <laughs> he, this is paperwork. All right. And for anyone who's not seen Blades and Dark and seen how this works, the crew sheet is a character sheet. Yeah. It is a character. Yeah. sheet. There are dots you fill out. There are things you can have. There are things you can't have. You can't have everything. You have to make decisions just like on a, a normal character. Yeah. Don and I traded off doing the paperwork. Right. Hat didn't like doing paperwork. And Hat also did not like writing all this stuff out. All the extracurricular stuff. Yeah. Developing a business like a, like a brothel or an apothecary shop. Developing a business like a pub. That was really just a gang base for a mini gang within within the crew. And he also liked being on his phone a lot and not actually paying attention to what was going on. And then one day he reached the end of the Internet (laughs) and he like had to wait until more porn was created. And so he put his phone down and he looked up and we're in the middle of this game. And he is vaguely aware that there are some extra resources. Well, we need these guys to go do this. Well, Dawn is having them do this, this, and this, right? They're her role play arm, and they're also doing stuff for the gang. It's not just like her flexing her own little story there. And she says, no, I'm not going to send them out to do that. Well, Hat is the obstinative leader of the crew, (laughs) and he did not have all of the context of where this all came from. And so he was a little huffy. (laughs) He could just not order around these Scovelandian Mm -hmm. drunken whalers that basically his
3: muscle got to boss around. Yeah, it's
1: it was great. I loved his awesome role play. He was mad for real, but it was great role play.
3: The piece of advice I give out of that is if you're going to do something like this and use in any game system, right, something that is a group resource, give it to a person to develop and you know, run just make sure everyone signs off on
2: it yeah if we actually back up and we tell dan dude run with it do your cult do your resources whatever and wayne jumps in and says dan i want to help out i want to write some stuff and so they're doing their thing and they're making the cult and you know dan's the driving force Mm -hmm. behind it and then all of a sudden i finally show up to a game (laughs) session and i'm butthurt about what they're doing with it i can right off Yes. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. f*** right off, mm-hmm. man. Because I, not only did I not do any of the work, right. but then I wasn't participatory while I was there. I whether or it's a great, wonderful friend like Hat or not, mm-hmm. dude. Come on, man. Right. Seriously, just come on. Yeah. Everybody in the group running some sort of
1: project clock for their character, not mm-hmm. even the crew sheet. Right. Running some sort of businesses. Some people didn't, like, there was a lot of businesses and stuff to get extra money, but there were also other characters who were like, you know, I'm not, I, I lead this life, I, I just blow money, I, I don't even want it because I'm just going to blow it. But you know what? I really hate this one NPC, and I want to Blackmail
0: on them. And it's just <laughs> like, I'm down, do it. I used my coin to take out a contract on somebody. <laughs> yes!
3: I mean, right? stuff like that. Hat. Well, and
0: there was, <laughs> it
3: wasn't to take out, but one of them used coin to hire somebody right. to research an NPC.
1: yeah. Hat had zero interest in any of the projects and doing any of the projects. And I could sense separately of the whole cohort thing that he was on the verge of getting a little butthurt about that because the projects were getting people stuff. The leech was like you did in our game. The leech is making gear for themselves to do cool stuff. Yeah, these characters have. Businesses that they're getting coins. Yeah. And where they're using that coin to do other things in the game. Right. Yeah. And he isn't doing it. And so I had to, as a gamer. Now again, my whole jam when I run Blades in the Dark is I don't even want to look at your character sheet. And again, I don't say that as a dismissive BS thing. I mean it as a freeing thing. Yeah. As a this is so yours. I don't really feel you need to ask for permission. Yeah. And it's kind that you do. Well,
3: I'm going to say this isn't even the case of Chad being a hippy dippy. I'm not putting any effort into this. This was a game that this man brought a laptop, a computer, a screen. He not only had game prep and game notes, he had maps. He had images and music set coming in. I have never seen him put this much effort into organizing and coordinating. And he had a OneNote for all of this stuff. That he shared out to people. Uh, and to be clear, once again, to the see.
0: people, the listeners, Wayne's talking about the first Blades in the Dark right. game, not right. the one we're running right now. No,
3: this you is guys the... aren't getting any of that. Yeah. D- stuff. <laughs> no, this was the first time he ran. You learned and... your lesson. <laughs> yeah. This is actually my third Blades in the Dark game with Chad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second game, he didn't do any of that for right. either. But this first one, There's where we're, we're talking it. about Hat, mm-hmm. he did so much work because every game is an experiment. And that was his experiment for right. this one. Yep. Was putting all of that in creating the atmosphere, the images, writing things up that he normally <laughs> wouldn't have.
1: Yeah. And with Pat, God love him, with Pat, he didn't like any of that stuff. But like I said, I I could see the coming butt hurt because like Wayne said, not only were these businesses that people were running because they were interesting, sure, but they were businesses that they were getting material benefit from which were then being reinvested back into their characters and into the game and into the crew at large because pat didn't like doing the initial paperwork or anything like that he did not have any of the later on benefit i picked up his character i made project clocks on the back of his character i said your character is doing this in the off hour please roll me some dice just so he
0: had something I don't really, I don't see that problem with this group. No, <laughs> I don't, i say, even if they wholesale hand the reins of the crew sheet to me. Right. The I, Well, I've never played a Blades of the Dark crew. Mm-hmm. The obvious parallel here is the Knoll clan. Sure, you know, absolutely. I had an entire army of Gnolls, mm-hmm. and they were never disruptive to the game. They never. were never harmful or um well as much as Noel's well i mean not other other players, players. They're, right they're right. not harmful to the other players. no they were not they were not harmful to the other players in fact to the, the whole th- thing was written to be loyal to yeah it, to, to be loyal it. to yeah. and cooperative with the
1: other players because it was so extreme and off the wall yeah you did the, a great thing in that you made it like okay well, chad is giving me huge amount of latitude here so i want to fill in the latitude he gave me but i also don't want to collapse on the other players i I don't want to overshadow them i don't want to hurt them with it
0: so yeah i mean so in this case once again we will figure this out Mm -hmm. on thursday but even if we have you know they just hand me the cruise sheet i would still respect that you know meaning the cruise sheet i would not pick the cult one you know it might have cult members in it as resources or whatever but i would not you know i would base it out of character at the metagame level as dan not Mm -hmm. on the in character level But I am glad to hear that I can still get the individual pieces I was interested in. Now, see, and this
1: is... And I would even recommend to you, don't hold yourself to the mechanics. Like, I see this thing in the cult thing, and I like it, and it's cool, and I want to bring that into my character. I would even say, dude, you're a creative guy. Yeah. Once you get a couple of games under you of Blades of Dark, so you kind of like grok what's going on, make it up yeah invented hulk make the golden (laughs) (laughs) don't hold yourself to some tawdry copper (laughs) grab that full door
2: so when i start building automaton bodies and then he starts taking the souls of the unrepentant and unfaithful that happened in the last game force them into Uh, these bodies that's a a a mechanic that's a mechanic in the the game game. and and we so we can we can actually forcibly create these things there is a and then we can just have oh my god we can sell them oh there is so so many character
1: progression track you can do where you play your character to the max, you know, the more you play and the more ground down, they get the more unplayable they get to where they die. And then they become a ghost and you play a ghost character with character sheet and everything and max that out. And then that character either possesses somebody or has a body made for them. And then that is another character sheet. And then you play that track. So one of
2: the things I want servitors though, I want like mindless. I'm down. Okay. Okay
0: so border one of the things that can I happen in any easy. game come visit us in the ward we'll yeah see. yeah
2: your character can be taken out
3: and you can then have a backup character you play for a little while until your character comes back the first game of this i ever played i was a whisper my vice was that i had my father's spirit in a bottle and Super i were illegal
0: yeah and i would bring him out and talk to him and if you died that would shatter and he would like circle around you and heal you and then fly off you know, uh,
3: what ended up happening uh, was I overdid my vice and got taken out in a session. Yeah. So the bottle got shattered and he got free and that became my backup character. Yep. And then a project clock for one of the other players was building me a mechanical body mm-hmm. that I cool. could inhabit. So uh-huh. everything you're describing, that's
2: very much yeah. in-game I mean, and in I, I, yeah. yeah. It.
1: Blades in the Dark is a really neat system and a lot of the mechanical stuff with it a lot of it is add one die or, yeah. you know, you don't get hurt in this way sort of thing. A lot of it is about trappings and stuff. It's also a lot about I have this character and this stuff on it's really cool, but there's something on the other character, the other uh, playbook that I like, which is very powered by Apocalypse, that I want to take and pull into mine. And you can absolutely do that. And the way I see it, especially with Blades and is so loose and the numbers are so light. You know, it's, we're not doing tactical cruncher. We're just trying to get like... Plus one die, maybe plus two die. Or maybe, all right, Chad, I'm not going to take plus one die, but I want what I roll to do more. And so I'm spending my whatever to to make that happen. Like, I'm down. It's about trappings. Make it up. Dan, you made the most Blades in the Dark character I've ever seen anyone make. You are playing a character that is in a corrupt insane asylum who is getting rented out to criminals and must come back at the end of the day to get locked up again that's not in the fiction and it is an oversight by john harper (laughs) it's amazing i love your character you are doing fantastic the only advice i would give you is don't worry about The stuff that's in the book, make it up. Make it up because you're a genius.
3: That was the big thing I caught at the end of the session as you were talking. You did seem to get mired down in the mechanics.
0: Well, no, no. this is where I recognized that I had stumbled on something. Not stumbled across, Mm -hmm. but stumbled on or stumbled over. something. Yeah, like fallen on. Was I was stuck on the tree. Mm -hmm. I had found like, okay, this is what I really want for my character. This is the sort of thing I really want to develop. And the truth is, there are 20 ways to get me where I want to go. But when I was looking through that book, I saw, oh, well, here's a codified way yeah. of doing it. And look, if during play, the things on your character sheet are failing all else, these are the buttons and levers you start playing with to make the plot move. Mm-hmm. If you know if you have no other ideas, start looking for a spell you can cast or an ability you can roll against. I think in the same way at the metagame level, that's what rule books do Mm -hmm. because you see the templates and you see the equipment and you see all the stuff and you'd be like, this is where I want to go. And you start seeing buttons you could potentially push or levers you Mm -hmm. could potentially pull. And so when I saw that, that cult template, I'm like, that's it. That's my project. Mm -hmm. And I got so caught up on, can I do this through the cult template, and if not, why not? So I became so fixated on this one right. tree that it's like, well, but this tree has cherries. And I can make mm-hmm. a cherry pie. Yes, but there's 19 other cherry trees in this right. forest that yeah. we could go to any one of those. It's just this one's off limits. And I totally own mm-hmm. that. I got fixated on the no mm-hmm. instead of contemplating the, okay, what are the other ways? Because you didn't say... Mm-hmm. Right, and, and this may yeah. be how I interpreted the time, but you did not say to me, "No, you cannot do this." Period. There just is no room for that in my game. Mm-hmm. You objected to the way I was approaching it, right. and I did start to get mired in rules. And some of them I was reading and realized as I was reading them, mm-hmm. I'm quoting rules I don't even understand. <laughs> right? You want to yeah. you
2: want to talk you want to talk meta? Uh-huh. We did an episode about GM negotiation that the majority was negotiating right. between GM and player.
3: Yeah. hmm And the key to that negotiation is always trying to understand when someone asks for something, what are they really asking for? Yeah. you know, Because they well, may no, not know the terminology for what they're asking for.
0: Well, and, uh, True. 100% true. But I think I would add on to that, that needs to be a reflexive trait. It needs to go both directions. Because... In addition to Chad needing to understand what it is I am a player as yeah. a player in front of complex. You need to understand, I need to where understand he's concerns. All right, about. I understand why did he say no? Yeah. yeah and it's
2: No, no, you no, no 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 you don't. You just need to accept it and move on. That's it. That's the only obligation you have is yes, Chad. <laughs> wow. See, this
0: is why I bring him along. I know. <laughs> this is why when we discuss his group, we just discuss
2: problems. When we discuss our group, we discuss solutions. Well, now, <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you, my wife was tickled um, when I told her that there's no dysfunction at my table because I don't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. Cool. <laughs> I want that on a T-shirt. Well, so put it on a T-shirt. I guess I should. I guess that could be my first <laughs> shirt. There's no dysfunction at my table because I won't allow, allow it.
0: Well, we keep talking about restarting. If you're the boot store, not Cafe right. Press is gone. We keep talking about starting one up on Redbubble or something. Yeah. If we do, we'll add that as a shirt. If there's no dysfunction at my table because I don't allow it. And on the
3: back, it should say the dysfunction happens in the car ride to the game.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The
0: boy, of people
2: bitch a lot coming and going. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Right. That's. Um, in real life that is real life i'm so glad that i mean i'm sure that some government wank somewhere is having a good time listening to me complain about my buddies behind their backs (laughs) on my cell phone you know whatever and whatever nsa is doing to get that information today but yeah, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. The thing is, though, when I talk about my friends behind their back, it's usually on a broadcast <laughs> like this. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you're doing it wrong. It's No, it's, it's out there. kind right. of The Simpsons.
0: I did the loud part quiet and the quiet part yeah, loud. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely... And then you have to deal with the
1: consequences, which is good because the actual solution to the problem is talking about with your friends. Hey, I have a problem. Yeah. Let's mm. solve this. But you can't do that. So basically, you you air your dirty laundry. Oh no! causes a fight.
2: His his friends won't listen to any podcast he's on. Uh, that, that's not entirely true, <laughs> but I really—it's not so, entirely so, untrue. So, well, also, right, I mean, it's a—it's a—it's a line for sure. Mm. But no, I mean, it, it, at my table with the guy that I've had the problems with most recently, I mean, we've we've come to a thing where you know, I reached out to him, I tried to talk to him, I I I, I, I tried to say if there's something going on, I want to talk about it. What do you need? right Mm -hmm. and so at this point balls in his court and his attitude the second game session was much better than the first and uh you know like i said he's got a lot going on his life maybe it's got absolutely nothing to do with me Mm -hmm. or maybe it has absolutely everything to do with he hates my politics i don't know Mm -hmm. but i tried. yeah sometimes it's all you can do
0: yeah cool well that bit aside Broder's homework is to go read the Watchman in the Wall, um, in the Book of Ezekiel.
2: Okay, well, and to uh, and give a give a shout out to Joshua Apple. It's Apple, but the L and the E are transposed. He reached out to me and said he was a long time listener, first time caller, and he had some nice stuff to say about you know us, etc. Nice. And so I just wanted to say that uh, when answering his question, I uh, said gelatinized uh, menstrual blood wrestling. Hmm. Okay. So like, like jello wrestling? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it. No, we, no, got it. No, we got no, it. We got, we it. got no, it.
0: No, we're no. No one wanted it. So, yeah. but we got it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in except for the last 60 seconds. <laughs> Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. Yeah. This has been a production of Fear the boot Copyright 2021. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at FearTheBoot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at Patreon.com FearTheBoot.